Good morning. I was wondering if there was anything on that survey about the pastor's wife. When Phil and I first got married, I had no idea of how opinionated people are about the pastor's wife. And they all have like had special conversations with Jesus about what the pastor's wife should be. And a lot of times I was not what the pastor's wife should be. But I want to say how grateful I am to be in a church where you guys have just let me be the person that God made me to be and allowed me to grow and not be perfect and allowed me to make mistakes. And I have been able to meander my way through to being able to be used of God because I work with a group of people who that's their number one goal. So thank you. Well, what is Compassion New England? I'm going to tell you very fast. For those of you that are brand new to our church, this is going to be old to some of you. But I'm going to share it with you just like we share when someone walks in the door of the Blessing Barn. If you happen to come to the Blessing Barn, someone is going to greet you and say, welcome, we're so glad you're here. Is this your first time? And if they say yes, then we say, we'd love to take a moment and tell you who we are and what we do. Compassion New England operates the Blessing Barns. We do it so we can make money for three big things. The first thing we do is we serve folks um, in crisis care. We have folks that are in need in our community. We are local need, local aid. We serve local needs. And so we do, crisis care is just whatever happens to be the crisis that we can serve. And we do it over and over and over again. And Shana Sullivan runs that so well. She's just so gifted. The second thing we do is Room in the City. Our store at Beacon Hill is positioned by God right on Charles Street in Boston. And that store provides the funds so that we can serve folks who are having an emergent need and are in Boston area hospitals and we provide housing for that. And that's an amazing, expensive program, let me tell you. But it's also a program that has just so much fruit of being able to be people who share God's love have come out of that program. So grateful for that. Today, though, we're going to focus on the Last thing we do, which is serve our community, our local community, with a program called The Happy Place. And this was born out of just looking around and saying, what is the felt need? A little bit later in our, ser in our service today, I'm going to talk to you about a story of Jesus being moved with compassion. And when he was moved with compassion, it was because he was using his eyes to look around and see what the need was. For Jesus, it was hungry people, three days without a food plan. For us, we noticed that in our community, there were families that had kids that were born to their home and to their family, or maybe they became caregivers, and their child was different than the rest of the kids. Even the kids that lived in their home that were not kids with special needs. And it changed their lives forever. 
Um, if you are a person who has been served by the happy place as a family, would you just stand up real quick? If your family has been served by the happy place. People all over and in the back of the room, and thank you guys. So the happy place was born out of noticing a need in our community. We noticed our community had a real need. Jesus' whole deal was to understand that the spiritual and the natural aren't separated like we want to do. We've had church for years and sort of ignored that there's actual reasons why a huge group of people cannot go to church. And so the happy place does three things. The first thing they do is provide vocational opportunities. They do that through the apparel store, and now we've added the Blessing Barn bookstore, and we are actually employing folks with special needs in that program. And then we also have um, camps and clubs, and I'm going to let Megan tell you about that a little bit later. So you can hear about those three things um, from Megan. I think she's going to show you some pictures so you can see it. But this morning, I wanted you to hear from the people who have been served. So I'm going to invite Luke Scholl, who's going to speak for the Scholl family. Come on up, Luke. This is Lisa and Matt. Luke and Emily, and Luke has something to share with you. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, I'm going to be speaking on behalf of my family today. Um, originally, it should have been my mom speaking up here, but uh, she offered this to me because really none of us are very good at public speaking, and she said I'm the best out of all of us, and that's by far the worst compliment I've ever received. So... Uh, <laughs> She wrote up a script for me to uh, say for her, and uh, here's what she wrote. Uh, she said, the happy place has become a place that our whole family loves. To me, as a mom, it is so important knowing that Emily can have a safe place to spend time with her friends and be accepted for who she is and just have fun. Just knowing that she has the support that she needs by the staff and buddies that are here each time makes me feel comfortable leaving her for a few hours and not knowing how she's doing. When we have been part of the clubhouse for about six years now, I think, and uh, through the clubhouse, we learned that the happy place also was run during the church service at BCC. This was an answer to my prayers, as Emily has aged out of all the children's programs at our previous church, but developmentally, she wasn't able to sit through a church service. Having the opportunity to attend the Happy Place Church, as she calls it, is something that she loves. It allows our entire family to worship on Sunday mornings now, again, knowing that she is happy and is being led in worship at her level and being included in everything. I love how the buddies that uh, help in the Happy Place all understand Emily and her specific needs, and they know how to keep her involved and when she needs a break. Seeing my boys serve as buddies both on Sundays and at the Happy Place Clubhouse makes me so happy. They love spending time there as much as Emily does, and it is truly our happy place, and we are also thankful to be a part of it. I'm going to invite Marcus to come on up 
I know he's here. I saw him. Just tell us who your kids are. I, I, yes, absolutely. Um, my name is Marcus Estevez. Um, I'm more comfortable with a guitar in front of me. Um, my kids are Addison and Elliot. They're six and eight years old. Um, and Megan asked me to say some words, or as I call them, Megan Petty and the Heartmakers. Um, I also said that I didn't want to cry, so we'll see how that goes. Um, we came here several years ago. I've lost track. Um, and uh, not to speak ill of the church we came from previously. Um, they're good at a lot of facets of ministry. But um, they didn't know what to do with our kids. Um, I can't tell you how many times we would be sitting in service and they would come get us because our kid was inconsolable or whatever. And uh, I don't think they intended that, but largely we felt like our kids were a burden at that church. Oh, Megan. Um, and here they are received as a blessing. And uh, we're just so thankful. It's nice to be able to put them in a place where they're safe, and now they know the routine, and they can have fun, and the people know them, and Megan's always so good about including us, because it's hard for us to get out of the house with two kids. We've largely felt alone for a long time in this journey, and so to be able to have the happy place, and to be able to have Bethany, a church that really embraces people for who they are, it's a really beautiful thing, and it makes it really easy to talk about this church to other people who don't go to church. Um, so I just want to say thank you to Bethany and to the Happy Place and um, to Megan Petty and the Heartmakers. So... We have a family that could not be here today, but um, I want to read for this person. Uh, this is the King family. And Aiden, you're going to get to see a little bit more of Aiden in a moment. It's Jeff and Carrie and Cameron and Aiden King. And this is from Carrie. What we thought versus what we got is the name of what uh, is how she titled this. My husband and I learned about Bethany Community Church through having first found the Happy Place Clubhouse. We were in search of community support and programs, and someone directed us to the clubhouse. We met with Megan Petty and Susan Pfeffer on February 14, 2018, Valentine's Day. It was through that team's love and support, as well as having a fun, safe, and caring place to bring our son Aiden, that the demands that were on us as parents were lightened, our anxieties were eased, and we were given some much-needed time to spend just with each other. 
It took some time to make the connection that the base and the heart of the Happy Place Clubhouse is Compassion New England, and the foundation of C&E is the incredible community of BCC. When we learned that BCC has church happy place, we were thrilled. We thought Aiden can be watched and he can hang out and we can go to church. What we got though was a young man who was being taught biblical curriculum in a way that met his learning needs. A young man who plays Pastor Phil's old keyboard and worships. A young man who is learning about Jesus and memorizing scriptures. A young man who had the opportunity to walk through a learning program to be made new through baptism and was baptized this past August. What we got is prayer. We received prayer during an overwhelming and challenging transition for our family. As part of the Happy Place team who prays for the members, Karen Conley reached out in supportive prayer as we journeyed along. The natural progression of being supported, cared for, is having the capacity and the desire to give back and be an active part of a community. I look forward to volunteering in the nursery on Sundays and at the Blessing Barn during Christmas. Is there anything better than babies and presents? I was also able to be a volunteer at Bethany Christian Academy, which eventually turned into a wonderful full-time opportunity for me. For those of you who were near, new here, yep, we even have an incredible school. And it's all because of you, because of you that are sitting in the pews. Our family's greatest need for time, love, and care was met by this community. Time is our most precious and meaningful gift to give as well as to receive. Church Happy Place is all those who work and volunteer to bring the light of Jesus to those very special kids and adults. We are so grateful for this place and for the Happy Place. We thought we had found a cool place for Aiden to hang out, but what we really got was so much more. What we got was being a part of this amazing and beautiful and most happy place called BCC. I'd like for you guys to see what happens on a Sunday morning. And this is going to give you just a brief opportunity to see a part of what Happy Place Church is like. Are you tired this morning? Where do you go to church, Aiden? Happy Place Church. Sunday. What are some of the activities we do here at church to learn about Jesus?
invite Megan Petty to come on up. She loves speaking. She's been hoping for this moment. <laughs> so I want to just take a moment and share with you a little bit about Megan's story. Megan uh, was a student here at Bethany Christian Academy. And um, I think I remember Mrs. Pfeffer and I sitting in an office talking about Megan when she was in 10th grade. And she had um, helped with this big production. I don't know if you remember us being up on that lift with that black fabric. And I haven't looked at black fabric. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she took this huge, gargantuous task, and she made it look simple. And I remember us talking about Megan has this amazing gift to be able to take things that seem humongous and get them put in a way that you can just, by plodding along, make it doable. She then uh, went to school at Westfield State College and pursued, um, what is your degree? Special education. Special education, and then ended up in Ireland in a program that caused, she thought she would stay forever. While she was there, Susan and I started praying that God would um, stir her heart to come here because we could see the need. When we said, Jesus, what's the need in our community? We kept seeing families. I remember having watched Nancy Butler from the time that Michael was born. Um, you know, just, it, it isn't, uh, you don't just call anybody to come watch your your Down syndrome kid. You've got to find people that understand that they need some training. And, you know, it's an every day, all day, all night, sometimes up all night. I remember Rachel and Andrew and just watching the tremendous responsibility. And I thought our church could offer families a come alongside if we had somebody who had some understanding of how to do that. And so the Lord brought us, Megan Petty, and I won't go into that whole story right now, but Megan has developed the most amazing special needs program. You guys need to say thanks to this lady <laughs> because she, because not only has Megan developed this program, but along with her incredible team member, Angela, who is, is actually serving right now, getting ready for the Happy Place food trailer, she and Angela have created this incredible vocational program. They work well together as a team. And, um, you know, you're blessed to have these folks serving you as leaders in your church. Good morning, everyone. It's nice to be in here with the adults this morning. Usually I'm next door trying to sing along with Aiden, this little light of mine. And I get to teach um, probably the greatest kids here at BCC. Sorry, Maxine, if you're still in here. I think we have the title. Um, so nine years ago, we opened the clubhouse, which Sherry briefly described to um, you guys as a social opportunity. And I'll get more um, into that in a little bit. So that was up and running for about a year. And then we realized there's no space for these kids on a Sunday morning. How can we get them into church? Um, do me a favor, raise your hand if you know someone with a disability, family member, friend of a friend, 
Um, let's see, take a look around, how many hands are raised? Awesome, all right, go ahead and put them down. Now raise your hand if that individual goes to church or is a part of some type of faith community. Yeah, so drastic difference there. We know one in four people have a disability, yet there's no access and accommodations for church. And sometimes maybe the family isn't religious, they don't go to church, but most of the time the access isn't there. In fact, 80 to 85% of churches have zero disability ministry programming or any support for individuals with intellectual disabilities. In addition to that, 52% of adults don't attend church because of lack of programming, and 32% of parents have had to change churches because their child wasn't supported or asked to leave, similar to Marco's story that he shared earlier. So we decided eight years ago that we were going to start a disability ministry, and I use quotes because we didn't know how we were gonna do this. Sure, the people starting it were in the profession, in the field for a while, but it was such a niche thing, and it wasn't really being done in this area, and honestly still isn't being done um, as much in this area. But I think we all know that um, God isn't always concerned about the how as much as he is about the why. So we had our why here at BCC, and it was simple. Jesus said so, and without it, the church, the body of Christ, isn't complete. Jesus tells us to go and reach out to the disability community and to include them, and we can see this in the parable of the Great Banquet in Luke 14, 21, and of course, Mark 16, 15, there and go, there, therefore go and make disciples of the world, and that includes our friends with disabilities as well. Um, <clears throat> So that's the why, and the how is where our buddies come in. If you're a buddy, can you raise your hand? Awesome, this section over here is all a happy place. That's great. Um, all right, so and there's actually a biblical example of, of what a buddy is and how they serve, and we can see that in Exodus 4. So in Exodus 4, if you remember, God comes to Moses and says, you're going to go before Pharaoh, and you're going to tell him to let my people go. And Moses isn't so sure about this plan. And in Exodus 4.10, he responds, Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been, and I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me. I get tongue-tied, and my words get tangled. And God replied, who makes a person's mouth, who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see, it is I, the Lord. Now go, and I will be with you as you speak. But still, Moses is a little, I don't, know if, I don't know about this. I don't know if I can do this. So God, if you remember, sends Aaron, Moses' brother, to come alongside Moses to help fulfill the calling God had on Moses' life. What I love about this is Moses' disability did not mean God couldn't use him to further the kingdom. God didn't ignore his disability and need for help. And in fact, he sent someone to help him along the way. And that is the role of our buddies on Sunday mornings. They come alongside our students to help make the gospel accessible and to help them learn about Jesus. And if we're honest, sometimes we're Aaron, the helper, and sometimes we're Moses. So it's a very simple concept that we can all benefit from one time or another in our life. And because of our buddies, because of our Sunday morning program, <clears throat> people, um, parents like Marcos and Ashley can sit in service knowing their kids are well taken care of and siblings like Luke and uh, Matt, who's actually serving this morning next door, can come to service and fellowship knowing that their kids are being well taken care of and, and discipled as well. I think my, in the nine years I've been here, um, our baptism I think was, has been my favorite part. Um, 
of my time here. Think about it's so easy to get wrapped up in the day-to-day -day programming, making sure we have enough Play-Doh, enough markers, and all of this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, if the gospel isn't accessible for everyone here, including our friends with disabilities, and baptism isn't accessible for them, what are we doing? So these pictures are, are so great, and that, that day was, was fantastic. And leadership here really sees the, the value in every single person. Um, so we're grateful for them for saying yes to baptism. Again, we didn't know how we were gonna do it, but we figured it out along the way. Um, so in addition to our Sunday morning service, we also have a weekly hangout program called the Happy Place Clubhouse located in Whitensville. Um, and that program provides parents a much needed break when you have a child with a disability, it's a 24-hour job, um, but it also has provided socialization for our kids and adults. So I'm sure tomorrow's a holiday, maybe you have made playdates with your kids or you yourself are going to see friends. It's not that simple when you have a child with a disability. So the clubhouse helps to fill that gap. And one way we do that is we have volunteers and buddies come in. So as a buddy, you are helping um, your adult, your kid, whichever day you're volunteering, maybe once or twice a month, and you are getting really good at Wii Bowling. We now have some experts at Wii Bowling. I think Ward is one of them back there. Really good at obstacle courses in our sensory room. We have cookouts during the summer, um, but you are gonna lose a lot of Uno games and a lot of bingo. So think about that before you fill out your card a little bit later. Maybe that's an area you need to work on, losing. That would be helpful. <laughs> um, no, our clubhouse program is a lot of fun. Um, a lot of times in, in the world of disability, the focus is on the negative and what you need to improve on. And when they come to the clubhouse, it's a simple come as you are. We're going to hang out and we're going to cherish you the way that you, that you are because we think you're great. Um, so a very simple concept. <laughs> Um, so both of these have training and shadowing opportunities involved. So if you are interested in being involved, we're not just going to throw you in there. Um, when our buddies and volunteers succeed, our kids succeed. And that is, at the end of the day, what we want to see. Please hold up your card. Looks like this. If you didn't get one, you need one. We have a lot of people. Do you all have them? You have your cards. Okay. We're going to pray about this. Now, not everybody can be a happy place buddy because you have other things you're called to do. The church needs people in children's church. The people, church needs people in the nursery. We need people in hospitality. But I think the Holy Spirit prompts us to where we're able to, to give. And I want to spend the last few moments that we have today talking about this little piece of paper. So, there's a great story in the Bible. It's a story of a little boy who had heard that there was a gathering. And on his way to the gathering, he made sure that he 
prepared for the natural. Sometimes when we come to church, we're just thinking about the spiritual. And we're forgetting that the natural, you know, we're body, soul, and spirit. And so this little boy, maybe it was his mom. If it was his grandmother, it would be like me. When, when my grandchildren spend the night at my house, they have much more stuff in their lunchbox when they go to school. Because I want to put, I'm like, well, maybe you want an oatmeal cake or maybe you also want it you you don't know if you want peanut butter and jelly you might also want ham and cheese so you know you give them as many options as they want right because maybe grandma packed this kid's lunch I don't know who packed his lunch but there was this huge crowd and they came to listen to Jesus teach and I have no idea what those three days of teaching were all about what on earth could he have been talking about for three days? But they must have started looking a little worn out, kind of like you guys do at the end of a retreat. I know we used to take kids to retreats, and by the last service, they're all like, you know, and you know not much is going to happen in that last service. But the Bible says... I'll read it right from Jesus' words. He called his disciples, he called the leadership team together, and he said, hmm, I have compassion for these people. They have already been with me three days, and they have nothing to eat. And I'm unwilling to send them away hungry, because they might collapse on their way out. What an interesting observation by a guy who could have just snapped his fingers and said, be filled. You know, he raised people from the dead. You don't think he could have just snapped his fingers and said, be filled? But instead, he sends his disciples on a mission to solve the problem. He's like, listen, listen, guys, these are people. They're not going to make it home. They're going to all be laying in the streets. And he sends them on a mission to solve this known problem. And they start looking around. What are we going to do? How are we going to solve it? Nobody has any food. And they find this kid who either mom or grandma packed his lunch and he's got this limited thing. The Bible says, and there's so many versions of this story, but the Bible says there were 5,000 men, not counting women and children. How many people need to be served in this natural need? It was not, you know, we need... 5,000 people to answer the altar call. We need 5,000 people to get their lives changed. We're going to cast demons out of 5,000 people. No, it was, we have to feed their bellies. They might faint. I want you to understand something really important for Bethany. Sometimes people might faint 
when they leave your presence. And you need to be like Jesus and notice. And I know in spending time with special needs families, the exhaustion you feel, the worry, there's physical needs, there's ear infections, there's waking up and finding out your kid has a heart condition. You didn't know they have. There's, there's changes that happen that you, to spend the time to explain it to somebody, it's exhausting even telling them that stuff. Right? They might faint. And Jesus said, go see what we got. And I'm saying today, what do we got in the room? What's in your lunchbox? What do you have that God can take and multiply so that those who feel like fainting can be blessed, refreshed, go on, get on with life, Take the teachings of Jesus, implement it into their life. Jesus said, we're going to deal with the natural. We're going to deal with the natural so they can get home and implement all the three days of teaching that I gave them. Now this card... I'm going to sing a song with Pastor Phil. I know that's something we hardly ever do, but this song is perfect. And while we're singing, I want you to pray. Because if you sit in this sanctuary every Sunday, I want you to know there are people who can't because they are volunteering, and there's so few people volunteering for this that they can only come to church once a month. We're going to sing. Just ordinary people Our God uses and he chooses ordinary people He uses people just like you and me who are willing to do as he commands God uses people who will give their all no matter how small your all might be to you because little becomes much when you place it in the master's hand I'm going to sing that again Listen to those words. Just ordinary people. Our God uses ordinary people. He chooses people just like you and me who are willing to do as he commands. God uses people 
who will give their all. No matter how small your all might seem to you, because little becomes much when you place it in the Master's hand. Just like that little lad who gave Jesus all he had, how the multitudes were fed with the fish and the loaves of bread. What you have may not seem much, but when you yield it to the touch of the Master's loving hand, then you'll understand how your life will never be the same. Sing this with me, Phil. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will still be yes Lord yes will you stand with us I'll say yes Lord yes your will and to your way I'll say yes Lord yes I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart I'll agree and my answer will still be Lord, yes. I want you to take a moment, fill these cards out if you're willing to say yes. Phil and I are going to sing something while you're doing that. And then when you are dismissed today, there's going to be ushers at each aisle. So you can put these into the offering buckets. Let's sing it again. Oh, I'll say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your way. I'll say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey when your spirit speaks to me with my whole heart. I'll agree. We talk a lot about identifying with Jesus. You know, that's a big thing. Find your identity in Christ. <laughs> what, if that's all about me, I'm not finding my identity in Christ. If it's finding my identity in Christ, then I identify with his suffering and his sacrifice 
and I start living a life of sacrifice, and I start living a life of suffering. I, I embrace it. I embrace the inconvenience of making someone else's life better because that's what Jesus did. So let's, folks, let's redefine that phrase, find your identity in Christ. It means more than just your self-esteem. Right? <laughs> it's, it wasn't saying just esteem yourself as important as Jesus. Well, yeah, you should do that. But that's not all it is. There's this other side. So let me encourage you. I want our prayer partners to come right now. And here's the thing. When the church gathers together, Jesus is in the midst. That, that is the most important thing I could say to you today. Is when we are gathered together, Jesus is in the midst. We are the body of Christ. So whatever's going on, maybe you're one of those parents of a special needs child today and you're so burdened and you're so exhausted. Listen, Jesus, in the form of these prayer partners, he said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So please, I want you to come down here and be prayed for today, no matter what your need is. And I want those of you who are here and say, God is calling me to be a better burden bearer. God is calling me to pick up my responsibility. Maybe, maybe just bring that card down with you and ask the prayer partners to pray with you. And we're going to sing this again. And as we sing it, I want you to come forward and be prayed for. And these prayer partners, I, I just love these guys. And all week long, I see their texts. So I'm going to text thread with them, and we're praying for you. It's such an important ministry. So avail yourself of that right now, okay? Come forward. of Nazareth passeth by stretch out that withered arm the blind received their sight and the deaf began to hear when Jesus of Nazareth passeth by Jesus of Nazareth passeth by stretch out that withered arm I received their sight the dead began to hear when Jesus of Nazareth passeth by now maybe you don't have a withered arm and your eyes, they're not blinded from the light. But friend, there's a need in your life today. Reach out to Jesus as he of Nazareth
when Jesus of Nazareth passeth by, then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art. Sing it with me. altars open. This is altar time at Bethany Community Church, so the altars are going to stay open. You can come down for prayer. I do want to say one thing before we go. We're, we're, we're beginning Vision Month at Bethany Community Church, and I thought today was a perfect message for that. And I, I just want to encourage you uh, to do your very best to be present the next three Sundays, because we want to paint the vision of what we believe God is leading our church to do. We want you to be a part of that conversation. That's when we gave it a survey today. We want you to be a part of the conversation. We want to come into agreement about what, is God, what does God have in mind for this body? I, I read in the book of Revelations, God wrote seven letters to seven churches, and all the letters were different. All the letters, it was Jesus was particularly acquainted with each assembly, each church. So we believe that's true of us. So I just ask you to do your best to Put this on your schedule. The next three weeks, you'll try to be in church so we can hear together, move together, and be the body of Christ in Mendon. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I 